Pulp MX Network production. Thanks for all the support, Pulp MX fans. The Pulp MX app is now available for both iPhone and Android-based phones. For all your moto needs, shop at btosports.com and use the current discount code PULPMX. And don't forget to click the Amazon banner on PULPMX.com when purchasing anything from Amazon. It's the Steve Mathis Show, brought to you by RacerX, presented by BTOSports.com and ThorMX. The original Moto Podcast, featuring legends of the past, stars of today, season previews and race reviews, introspection, opinion, facts, and laughs. Here's your host, Steve Mathis. Welcome to the BTOsports.com RacerX podcast show presented by Thor MX. Thank you, everybody, for listening. I'm your host, Steve Mathis. With me on the line is a pair of Jasons. Uh, and let's go with the online editor first so he gets his proper due. Jason Wygant. Oh, shoot. I thought, I thought JT had already moved up that quickly. I was scared. Yeah, his stuff has been good, though. His, I know. Yes, I know. In yes. fact, um, one of the commenters suggesting that we just move out of the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Jason Thomas. How do you feel about that? Uh, can't say that I disagree, but I'm not really ready yet. I like how the commenter also included uh, Swiss Corner in there, who doesn't even yeah. write for Racer X, just writes for Pulp, <laughs> but, but he needs to quit, too. Take a shot at him, too. <laughs> yeah, everyone. Everybody <laughs> needs to quit, because Jason, <laughs> Jason Thomas is back. No, I, I've enjoyed it, JT, and and uh, I, this is the 2013 uh, Supercross preview show, uh, 450 class. We're going to do 450 class. I think we're going to try to get Ping to do 250 class if we can this week. We sort of know who's uh, riding which coast. But I guess before we get too far into it, JT, how's the gig going for you so far uh, riding on Racer X? No, it's good. Um, I didn't really know what to expect or how I'd be or anything, but right. kind of learning what to do and what's expected of me. And uh, I don't know, just having fun with it. It's It's cool to kind of be on the other side of the fence a little bit as far as trying to be objective with people yet, you know, not piss people off, which is not easy to do. Good luck. Right? So yeah. you're, are you a racer? Because I saw you were in Germany. Or are you the international sales manager for, for WPS, Western Power Sports? Or are you a journalist for Racer X? What, what, I mean, I'm confused. Um, I like to keep many hats in my backpack, and daily I'll choose a different one. Okay. Now, okay. I have two races left. I have Dortmund and then uh, one in Finland, and then my racing is officially done. But – uh, right. As far as my day to day, racing is not much of a priority right now. Right? Did you know that Tim Ferry and Barry Carson raced Gatorback yesterday? I saw that. I did not know that that uh, Big Boar Barry was there, but yes. I saw that Timmy was there. Uh, Big Boar Barry beat him off the start. And <laughs> shocker with a stock pipe <laughs> made 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 him very upset. Well, if uh, anyone's watched Timmy over the years, I, it's not a shock that he was right. beaten off the start. Um. And before we get too far into this also, uh, JT, you are you are just another on the list of people that are angry about the top 30 Racer X Supercross countdown. Uh, you feel like Chad Reed, your buddy, should be much higher than six. I don't know about much higher. But <clears throat> higher. I think there could be a case made to move him to probably five. Four to five. No, no higher than that. Five at – Four would be pushing it. I would say probably five. So he's one spot below what you feel. Yeah, yeah. I'm not. I'm not like angry. I'm not going to you know burn the racer X headquarter office down or anything. Just <laughs> okay. 
you know, I just disagree a little bit, and, and we'll see what happens as the list goes further. But I could have a huge issue if you get your way. If I, I, I didn't get my way. I he's not getting his oh, way. Oh, I did not get my way. There's no chance he's getting his way. Uh, well, that, that I, just um, lends to the, the expertise at Racer X, obviously. Well, I would say that I, maybe I was uh, out on an island myself, except for one Mr. David Bailey seems to agree with me. So, um, suck it, both of you. But that's okay. I tried to get my way, and I was quickly shut down by uh, Mr. Jason Wygant and, uh, and Davey. Well, I think uh, you could actually feel the global warming starting from Morgantown when you made your suggestion. Yeah, and I think you – did you text me and say, why would you do that? You might have. I don't remember. But Yeah, like I seriously thought that you were doing it just to get a rise out of people. Eh. I know them, them when I seize them. All right. Okay. <laughs> Enough. We can't talk about it any further because people are like, well, what, what do you mean? Right, what do you mean? yeah, yeah. We'll, All right. Just, uh, maybe in a week. Okay, so Sorry Supercross is, uh, is coming up. And I guess, first off, uh, is let me ask you guys this. Uh, Ryan Villapoto, James Stewart, Ryan Dungey, Chad Reed are all accepted to win a race. I feel like Justin Barsha, everyone feels he can win a race. Is is that list correct for you two guys? For why again? Do you do you agree with that? Well, I think we'd even mentioned this on a podcast a week or so ago. The biggest question mark of all, and the only rider who either really deserves or really doesn't deserve to be on that list, the only one who's wishy washy is Trey Kennard. Mm-hmm. It's such a question mark. You should be able to say that Kennard is in that group. He's won races against them before, but obviously with that kind of injury and that kind of time off, it's a big mystery. Everyone else. I think they'd be overachieving. But for Kennard, he could get there and he'd be like, yeah, that makes sense. And so you think you feel Justin Barsha will win a race? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yep. J- JT? I don't think he's going to win a race. Whoa! Whoa, you're like the only guy that uh, I, I, I've talked to. I, I don't, I, it could happen. I'm not, yeah. I don't want that to sound negative because he very well could. I just, oh, man, it's going to be tough for sure. It. It's just, uh, man, I, if you have to either pick yes or no, and I'm just going to pick no, but if he did, I wouldn't even spend two seconds being surprised. You know what I mean? What yeah, about, that's so, kind of what I was saying about Kennard. Like, if it happened, I wouldn't be shocked. What I about, feel like Barsha gets such good starts, and he's not the type of guy that's going to get super nervous. Yeah. Eventually, he's just going to work out one of these weeks, I think. I think he's not going to be the fastest. I don't think he's going to blow people away yeah. speed aggression-wise like a lot of people think, but I think he oh. can put it together one weekend. JT, what about Kennard? How do you think? Uh, Kennard will be as fast as anyone on the track. So whatever happens from there, if he gets good starts, if he stays up, if he does all those things, he definitely could win a race, and he's proven it every year he's been healthy. Okay. So, yeah, yeah I, I think he wins a race. I just see a drop-off from the, the injuries had and stuff like that. I don't think he will have a drop-off. I think he'll be ready right. to go. Hmm. Yep. So Ryan Villapoto, um, two-time Supercross champion, is he the favorite? Is he? Do we all think he's going to win the title again? I mean, obviously injuries come into it, and, and we can't predict that. We can't even begin to start with that. But in this podcast, the whole basis of this podcast is people staying healthy. So can, can will Ryan Villapoto win again, JT? I think he has to be the favorite uh, easily. You know, not a huge favorite, but yeah. if there has to be one guy, how do you pick against him? I, I don't, you know, yeah, I, think, I don't see that. If he had come out at Monster Cup and looked rusty and 
off the pace and just not, you know, then you could say, oh, well, maybe, you know, but, but, but he came out on fire. Mm-hmm. And he's had, what, three months since then to improve, so mm-hmm. hard to hard to pick against him. I think I agree. Uh, Weege? Yeah, I mean, if you're taking the injury thing out of it, the, o- the only thing that I would say goes against him is just merely maybe the odds of, you know, you have to have a lot of things just work out right to win three in a row. I mean, we've seen great riders not even be able to win two in a row just because yeah. injuries and weirdo stuff. If we're going to just say for the mythical purposes of this podcast that injury is not going to happen, I think he's your guy. Oh. Um, but I do feel like, <clears throat> if anything, he's kind of due. And I know that Dungy, although he did get hurt last year, that's really a aberration for him. I could see Dungy taking advantage of mistakes of others if they're going to happen. But for the purpose of the podcast, we can't really predict that. That would be very hard to say. Yeah, I think in the sixth yeah. week, Villapoto is going to break his ankle. Like, how do you, yeah. how do you put that together? Right. Uh, just like we could say probably there will be a time where James Stewart will crash out of a race. I think we're all in agreement of that. There will also be times where Ryan Dungey uh, will just be solid, steady, and win a race just just due to some bad starts or whatever. It, it, these things are both going to happen without a doubt, right, guys? I mean. Well, let's tackle one each guy at a time, I guess. Um, you mentioned Stewart first. I think the problem with Stewart right now is that I, I think he's been written off by way too many people. I mean, there's a really good chance, I feel, a week or so ago I really started to think, Last year, there was so much talk, is it the bike, is it James, is it the bike, is it James? If we could just see him on a different bike, maybe we would finally get the answer to that question. Well, we're only a week away from that happening, and I don't feel like it's necessarily getting the buzz it deserves. I mean, there is a chance. There's a chance that it was the bike, right? Isn't that a possibility? Yeah, absolutely. Right? I mean, I'm, I'm in that camp. I, I think right. you're, you're going to see the real Stewart this year. Uh, I really believe that. Now, but when you say that, then doesn't that cloudy the title picture quite a bit? I mean, then you can say, well, yeah, Villapoto won the last two years, but Stewart was stuck on a Yamaha. I mean, how big of an upswing is this? Because I, I believe that even though we will see the old James Stewart and he's going to win multiple races, he still will have some, will have some inconsistencies. And Ryan Villapoto, to me, is just the machine. You know, he's yep. not going to have those consistency problems. Ryan Dungey won't have those consistency problems. And, uh, and probably Chad Reed, who won't have those consistency problems. So I don't see James winning the title. I think RV is the favorite. I would not be surprised to see, just off the top of my head, uh, the win totals go uh, six for James, six for Villapoto, and divide up the rest for the other guys. I wouldn't at all be shocked to see James tie for most series wins but lose a title. I think um, it points to... You know, I think James would want to, to, to believe that it was all the bike. But I think everyone has seen too many crashes, too many mistakes, regardless of what color bike he's on, to think that it's completely that. Like, it clearly, it seems like there's something also with him. Maybe it's 20% of the crashes are him yeah. or 10% of the crashes are him. But if you could – well, you're in Vegas right now. I mean, if you could place a bet on what are the chances Stuart Ray's all 17 main events without having a big crash. I wouldn't do it. 17 and 18 yeah. weekends. Did anybody believe that will happen? I don't think so. JT? That's the problem. I mean. No. <laughs> no. Right. Right. Well, he's That's not going to have that lapper in front of him that refuses to do the sections <laughs> that he lands on. He won't have that guy out on the track. Okay, that's one out of 60. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway. And I wasn't, I wasn't a lapper, actually. I was ahead of him. Oh, you were? Anyway. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Sorry. My bad. Fair point. Um. Well, JT, give us a little analysis here, because I remember two years ago on the podcast show, you were one of the first, I feel, to 
to break the air on the, I think there's a problem with that current generation Yamaha. Um, break the problem, more like uh, start the fire. I stand I by it. I, I stand by it. <laughs> You're giving JT a lot of credit to say he's the one that started the fire. You <laughs> really know what's hilarious? You know what is hilarious? Started. And this and this just this just captures our industry just perfect. JT comes out and says it, and and you know we're all in agreement. We talk about it. We talk to all these guys. Larry Brooks listens to the podcast and says, "Has he ever ridden one? Has he raced at James's level? I, I don't believe it. I you know I don't see it. I don't know what he's talking about." Okay, all right, Larry, whatever. You know, you're totally welcome to your opinion. Uh, smash cut six months uh, when Brooks is still on family vacation. That bike is a pile. That thing, he can't win on it. And I'm just like, oh, God. Like, again, love Brooks. So many people in the industry are exactly like that. They cannot stick their head out and look around for a second, you know. But anyways, uh, yeah. So anyways. Sorry. Okay, so my point, JT. Okay, so the other bike that Stewart has switched to is Suzuki. So, what do you think? I mean, you you've raced closer. Brooks might say you're not haven't raced at that level, but you're darn sight closer than I am. So, can that make that big of a difference, or are we looking at the same Stewart we've seen in the last couple of years? It will make a big difference, but <clears throat> regardless of the motorcycle that James is on, he still presses the envelope to the point where he is inclined to make big mistakes. He's done it on every bike. It doesn't matter if it's a 125, right. a 250F, a, a Kawasaki 450. He could ride a Polaris, and he'd do the same thing. It's just his MO of racing motorcycles, in my opinion. I think if we had never gone to four strokes, James would be a six-time Supercross champion or something like that. I feel like... Why? Because he got hurt really? on his second race ever on a two-stroke. Yes, but I feel like he he pushes things so gnarly that on a two-stroke... You can get away with that because you're wide open anyways, and 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 you're in your control limit. But on a 450, if you get a little buck wild, it bites you harder, and, and, you know, than than a two stroke. And I feel like if there's one guy that perhaps had been hurt by the switch, it, it was James Stewart. It's just my own. I mean, have you ever no seen? Have you ever watched Orlando 05? Yeah, I tell yeah. me. I got, After I, he came back, he from being hurt the first time on a two stroke, then he just grenades himself in the whoops again. It's. I, I was top mechanic that night. Yeah, I don't think it's the bike. I think it's just his – he is willing to push the edge further than anybody else does, and it makes him the fastest guy and also the most inclined to crash guy. I was top mechanic that night. Yeah, because you fixed your pipe on a bike that Red Dog destroyed. I know. They Congratulations. Thought, they, they thought I had to do all this work, and then I thanked Oakley on the podium, and Knowles was all upset. Why? I mean – oh, because they handed out before the main event, right? Is that why you got it? Yeah, yeah, and they actually brought me up on the podium for some reason. Yeah, because yeah. poor rookie, the bike broke in the parade lap, and Reed went out and won the race. I mean, yeah, there's we, your top tech. I know you were helping. I know. You yeah, rookie's uh, rookie's uh, base cylinder base nut came loose. Yep. Yeah. Hey, if you want to watch something funny, watch Bar to Bar from that year, and watch that race. I have my helmet cam on, and and they flashed to me on the starting line, and I'm starting next to Ricky and Chad, uh-huh. and Ricky is flipping out that they're giving rookie time to fix it like he is pissed <laughs> like yelling and like oh man i remember laughing like to myself about how much he was slipping out like right. <laughs> about that they shouldn't be waiting pretty awesome hey can i throw in one other thing on Stuart? this is one other theory that uh that started to happen especially last summer because let's be honest he, he had the the crash at round three and that had the photographer involved so let's just whether you think it was involved or not we'll just take that from the record Redbud had a couple of tip-overs, falls, weirdo crashes. 
comes back Unadilla, tip overs, falls, weirdo crashes. Like, just weird crashes. Not necessarily even big crashes. Just, up, uh, wash the front end, he's on the ground. Then people started to say, something is wrong with him. Like, why is he just losing the front end in a routine corner? Like, it wasn't, every one of those crashes he had was not because he was quadding something. Um, it probably is maybe more serious, make to sound more serious than it is. We'll find out if he's okay. But there's been some theories out there that he's taken too much of a beating. And like I said, go to Vegas, put odds on 17 solid 20 lap mains and 18 weekends. I don't think you'd have many people put money on it. All right. Now Too I that because I think he's going to do well. I think people are forgetting how good he is and and forgetting. Hey, he switched bikes. Remember? I'm not. I'm not forgetting that. Oh, I, I don't. You wouldn't. You you surely wouldn't. I don't forget. I I think he. If if you had to bet on someone that could go the fastest on any given track on any given day, I put my money on him 100 out of 100 times. What about my 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 statement about him winning the most mains or tying with RV? I mean, is can you guys see that? Yeah, I can. And I'm going to say, here's what I think is going to happen. And I want to know if you guys disagree or agree with this. I think there will at least be a stretch during the season of a couple of weeks. And in this sport, things change weekly. So even if it's only three or four weeks, where he puts it together and everyone starts to say, wait a minute, the James Stewart era is either not over or it's just begun, it was the bike, things are back, he's always been the best guy. And then then it could implode after that. But I think that there will be a couple of weeks stretch where it starts to seem like, wait a minute, I thought James you were, the guy. I thought you were going to say Mike Webb goes on vacation. That's what I thought you were getting. And then, <laughs> after it implodes, after, then Mike Webb will build his family forge, it's four. fortress. Um, yeah. This um, happened last year, though, after Oakland. He came out, rode solid, no mistakes, passed everyone, went to the front, yep. won easily. And then it was, oh, boy, here we go. Yep. Here comes James Stewart. And then he got second at Anaheim, too. Yep. And then San Diego. Was, I'm trying to picture San Diego had the big whoops, but I don't remember what happened to James. I do. He uh, grenaded himself in those big whoops. Oh, he did. He crashed in those. Yeah, and he, oh, okay. he he had a a tangle fest with a bunch of cords. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> um, who could forget? Good times. The you could. Uh, JT, are you with are you with Weech and I then on the number of main event wins, but no title? Uh, um, I don't think he wins six races. No. Okay. So you you think Ryan Villapoto wins more? Yes, I do. Yeah. And do you think anybody else wins more than James as well? Um, probably. I, I think Dungey could. Mm-hmm. Um, well, of course he could, but does he? Yeah, I, th- I think a lot of it, some of it too, is when you're talking all these guys, I think that Ryan Poto and Ryan Dungey are in their prime. Like, this is the best they're ever going to be these right. couple years that we're in right now. And when you look at everybody on a on a clean slate, they're all pretty close in ability. Chad, Dungy, Vilpoto, Stewart, all these guys. So those guys are in their prime. They're in their best situation. They're comfortable on their team. They've been on the same bike, you know, for at least a year. I just think that those guys are going to be really difficult to beat this year. Uh, I don't, Weege, I don't know if Aaron Hansel did this or you did this, but wasn't there something about nobody has ever won the Supercross title three years after their last title? Something like that? Uh, yeah, I did. The longest gap ever in between was Reed, you know, 04 to 08. So there were three seasons, 05, 06, 07, where he didn't win the title. Yeah. And then, so I thought, okay, well, that's three. That's impressive. But then what really blew my mind is when I looked, not only is the record three, but no one has ever gone more than one until then. No wow. one had ever yeah, yeah. won the title and gone two whole seasons yeah. and come back to win. Never mind three. Three right. whole seasons. 
that's a crazy stat to give you an idea what JT's talking about, like being in your prime. Like, yeah, you're, when it's gone, it's gone. You're on your top, yeah, and then it's gone, uh, just just like that. Or it's just the, the sport keeps years. evolving too. Or Danny Storbeck, right? Or Danny Storbeck lines up on next to you. <laughs> it's not that you're obsolete so much as it is just the sport keeps evolving. And, and I opinion. think that there's still an element of luck involved, like to just not have gotten hurt so badly <laughs> during that time, and that's something yeah. I read specialized in. I mean. Other guys, it's usually like they win the title, and the reason they don't the next year is because a big injury happens, and that's why they never get back there. Like, there's just so many factors working against you, and that's what Stewart and Reed are pulling against now, like the natural order of things. It's kind of difficult. Well, there, there are so many breaking points in a season that you can, you can look back on if you do uh, you know, an objective review on your season. There are so many little things that happen during the year that if you can minimize or eliminate completely, your pers- your chances of winning a title go up incredibly high. Like a crash at home during the week just, or something. Yeah, just yeah. one little crash or one bad start at the wrong time or one, you know, choosing to follow a guy that crashed in one line where you shouldn't have been following him. Little stuff like that that costs you five points or, you know, whatever, one race. When it comes down to as close as the title was like last year uh, or, you know, the year before when, when it came down to RV and, and Chad. Um, that's stuff like that. And, you know, you look back at seasons like 2006 where all three of those guys were, are within five points, and yet all of them had DNFs and crashes and all kinds of crazy stuff. Or, yeah. or even 11 where J- RV doesn't make a main. James crashes out of a main. Right. You know? That's what I'm saying. Yeah. One, one bad thing like that, if you, you know, I don't know how you could ever take those things out, but elimination of mistakes. You don't even have to be the fastest guy all the time if you can just have – Right. You know, consistently good rides and not have that one big one, you put yourself in such a good spot. And well, that, Chad Reed's done that most of the time. That's how he's always been relevant at the end of the season. Yeah, and that's Ryan Dungey, too. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I, mean, I feel like Dungey um, is really good at that. He's He's been really fast, too. Like, he's been, at times, I think, you know, you could pick certain weekends where he was the fastest guy. He just went out there and did it and didn't matter. But then there's other times where I agree with what you're saying. He just stayed out of trouble and put in a solid ride and – Moved on. Right. Um, yeah. I, it's, it's interesting to hear always the perspective of <clears throat> those that are on the inside, like in your case, JT, as a racer, or even people that work for teams. It's so different from the outsider perspective where the fans, the press guys like me, we are we're trying to find answers everywhere, every lap, every week, every practice session, every heat race. You're trying to figure out, okay, who looks to have an edge? Who looks to be faster? We're looking at everything as a – individual race, whereas the racers are looking at it as, doesn't matter if I'm not the fastest guy in this practice or in this heat race or even in this main event or if I only get third, that doesn't actually matter. So we are overreacting to that, but on the inside, everyone's trying to underreact to that. It's not even about getting an extra win or two here or there. It's actually, I avoided getting the bad start and I pulled out the third and I, that was actually a win. It's really funny to hear I feel how that like, really works. Oh, I feel like the, the teams... Um, think about the practice sessions and stress over them way more than the riders do. JT, do you agree? Like, oh. I, I mean, I've been on teams that are just like, ah, you're fifth or what, you know, it's like big deal. Well, you know what? My, my opinion on it, I think it really does matter. Like I know I stressed about it. The team was worried about it. Everyone wants to do good because, you know, for those two or three hours after practice, that's all anybody has to look at. But once that gate drops for the heat race and then the main event, the, those practice times mean less than zero. Yeah. No one thinks about it the rest of the night. doesn't matter. has no relevance. You don't get points. Nobody cares. So 
I, I think for a 17 race series, you just want to not get too high and not get too low, and you know, try to stay confident yeah. and try to stay, you know, even keel for that long because it's, you know, it is a, it's almost five months of racing. You know, you can't one one uh, great you know 20 lap race isn't gonna isn't gonna yeah. stand up when it comes to Vegas. I feel like, uh, and I see, I've said this many times, and I've written this many times, and as a mechanic, I think I've seen it more than a few times. You can re- and JT, maybe you can tell me I'm full of crap or not. Um, chances are you will. But I feel like right from the first practice, you can really tell who's going to have a good night. I mean, not always, of course, but many times from the very first practice, a guy will go out there, you know, and, and really attack the track and clear everything right away and kind of set the tone. And you're like, that guy's going to have a good night. And sure enough, he does. Did you feel like that? Yeah, I think that happens sometimes. I don't. I don't think it always happens, but no, I've seen it a lot, not. Yeah. and I've I've had it happen to me a lot. Um, right from the first like five minute or eight minute untimed practice, you see a dude go out there, and he goes out and he just just you just look at yeah, him. just confident. Yeah, they go out they go out confident whether they like the dirt or they ha- they found a new setting on the bike that week that they love and they're yeah. can't wait to race or whatever. Yeah, yeah, that happens. That happens and, quite a bit. And then oh, and then the opposite is true where guy fall tips over in the first practice, no big deal. Has a pretty good crash in the second or third ones, you know, to, to knock. You know, it's just a. I feel like every rider progresses as the night goes on. Their 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 graph, their bar is moving up and up and up. But if you crash or fall or whatever, it goes down. But if you keep moving forward, you get you're great in the first session. You're better in the second one. You're better in the third. One, you know what I mean? I, yeah, I, I've always felt I, like that. I know that that's true for my races in Germany because it starts with practice gate pick. And then your gate picks, you have to do good all night to keep that good gate pick going and starts your everything there. Mm-hmm. And I think it's the same way in Supercross here. It's almost like the, like a pendulum. You want it, it, it starts swinging and the, you know, the better things are going, the more it's going to swing that way. And the, the worse things are going, the more it's yeah. going to swing that way. It's like you have to start off on that good foot and try to just keep that momentum going because things can't snowball on you in a hurry. You lose confidence or you have a bad practice and get pissed off and, you know what I mean? Things can get ugly in a hurry. I used to keep track of the badass guys that jumped the triples on the very first lap. Not yeah, that but that's everybody now, pretty much. Yeah, it didn't really matter, but I thought it was kind of cool. Um, anyways, uh, Wygant, what do you think? Let's move on from... from uh, um, well, I want to mention one other thing about oh, Dungey before we move on from those guys. Well, no, um, I was, I was, I was going to move on to Dungey. Oh, perfect. Perfect. All right. Uh, what I was going to mention on Dungey is it's it's so long ago, really, since we've even talked about him in Supercross. It's like when you think of Dungey, you think about the success they had outdoors. Um, but his Supercross thing got cut off, and, you know, that was the beginning of February, really, when he got hurt in Atlanta. And then he came back and he won two races, but it wasn't against the guys we're talking about now. If you go back then, still the issue was shocking how good they got that KTM to work right off the bat. But tracks that had the real bad whoop sections, they were having their problems. So to me, a huge question mark is, is that fixable? Is that something they can do? Or is this part of the learning curve KTM is going to have? Or can they get right up to uh, even Steven? Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, let me jump. I, I talked to Rob Henderson about it uh, from RG3. Yeah. That was the one race he wasn't at last year. He was, I think he was on a holiday or something with his family, but he was getting texts and phone calls repeatedly about <laughs> about this bike that wasn't working. And, and you know, I think JT can back me up. Absolutely, they'll they'll nail that thing uh, and get it working much better. You don't think it's an issue? No, JT. No. no, I don't think it'll be that bad. And that was far and away easily the most difficult whoop section of the year. 
Right. And I don't think you really saw a huge issue like that anywhere else. So um, I'm sure they, I'm sure that's an issue that they knew they know they have to address, and it's been worked on. Um, what about uh, and and this is kind of like when we talk about to getting back to Dungey when we talk about the the favorites and the race winners. I mean, nothing says it better than when Dunge came back off of injury and just destroyed those dudes in the last two races. I mean, Salt Lake City, he must have been 40 seconds down, and he wins the race. Like, there is isn't there is such a gap between the guys we're talking about and maybe Barsha and maybe Kennard and the other dudes, right? I mean, I mean, I guess, I guess, I guess we'll get to that in a little second, but if there's anybody who can step up. But that was – I thought that was pretty brutal of the other guys that had been racing all year. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right yeah. because that was the glimmer of hope. Plus, Dungey was only what basically a week or two back into racing. Yeah, and, and all the all the puzzle pieces were there, and they uh, still couldn't put it together. JT, let's talk about Chad Reed. Um, JT, how he's your buddy, he's your guy. Uh, you're probably you're very upset about his number six ranking, but um, how does he do this year? How does Chad Reed do? I think he'll do fine. I mean, he'll be the same Chad Reed that he's been. Does he win? <clears throat> he will win races, yeah. I don't know how many, or, right, right, right. but he's going to be he's going to be consistent. He's, um, if not the smartest racer, you know, he's up there. So, you know, he he knows when he's when he's really feeling it and when he can really try to go for everything, and he knows when you know it may not just happen. He's got to try to you know maximize points. He, he's done this so many times, mm-hmm. and he's been in every situation. He's been you know in '04 and '08 he was the fastest guy and then he's been not the fastest guy and he's still at the end of the year they're vying for the title yeah. so Who's, to think that just because he may not be the fastest that he won't be in contention is is probably not very wise yeah i would never write the guy off i'm the one who said he was never racing in america again well you have to look at okay and i think it's fair to say in like 0607 especially you know those years he was definitely not as fast as Ricky and James. Is that fair to say? Heads up, he probably wasn't as fast. Right. Yeah. But yeah, he was still there with a chance to win the titles. So yeah. it's yeah. it's uh Who who who's the better who's the better rider, uh Dungey or Reed? Who's better at Supercross? They're close. They're they're very similar, aren't they? I think their speed is very close. Yeah, me too. Very, very close. I feel like James and Ryan are faster, you know, on a given lap. Um, and I feel like those two guys are just like where they start is where they're gonna where they're gonna finish for the most part, you know. I just think all of them, all of them are very close in in speed. I think that uh, I think you're you're right. Um, James and Ryan could probably throw down a better lap than than the rest, but. Mm-hmm. Like like anyone knows, you can't throw down that crazy lap every lap or twenty right. laps. Yeah. So um, it's not always the uh, um, you know the end all of. Why can't? Do, 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 what about Chad? How do you see his season uh, working out? Yeah, I think it's going to be good, and I honestly feel like um, at some points in eleven, and then other points in twelve, that I think he was reaching the point where, well, as JT mentioned, you know. 0607, maybe he was a hair off the pace. I felt like, if anything, he was stronger and closer to the pace, maybe even setting it at some points. I mean, there's no doubt that he was the fastest guy that night in Dallas when he crashed. I mean, he was all over RV. He was just well, picking his spots. No, you're thinking, that was L.A. 
What? No, Dallas. The race he crashed. No, that was L.A. He crashed it. No, he, Dallas, won LA. he got hurt. Dallas? L.A. He won. He hold, he he passed Weimer yeah. early and won. Uh, okay, wait. Are you talking? Are you talking about 2011 or 2012? I'm talking about 2012. Like I'm saying, okay, for example, 2011, the race where he got hurt last year. I think that he was the fastest guy in that race. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm there sorry. were times when Chad Reed was younger, when you would think more, even more in his prime, so to speak, that he wasn't even at that level. It's like if anything, he's getting more competitive. Yeah. And 2011, Dallas, he was in the points lead when Stewie went balls out in the yeah. whoops, and yeah. and he was. We were what round 10 at that point. Yeah, and, yeah, and, and it was more yeah. – now, it wasn't just a points killer. It was a momentum thing, too. Yeah. Like, they had RV on the ropes because of the not making the main. He was struggling for a few weeks. Stewart obviously was having his problems. Everything was rolling. I think it was points and momentum, and I think he would have I think he would have won the title if that had happened. And then last year, I mean, it's hard to say he would have won the title. We were only up to, whatever, six rounds, and, and Villapoto still at the points lead. But to me, he showed he's absolutely as fast as any of the other guys, which – I think there's been times in Chad's career where it was like, man, he's got every ingredient. He just needs to be a tiny bit faster. But that hasn't even been a problem, I feel, last, right. uh, down the stretch in 11, once he got the factory bike, and then last year. So, right. again, unless age catches up to him, I think with Chad we just have to assume that'll never happen. JT, are you worried? No. I, I, I guess if you were, if you were a glass-half-empty kind of guy, you'd say, um, Chad – Knee injury last year, off the bike all year. Came on the Pulp Show and said he was into go-karting. Said he hadn't gotten his bikes from Honda. Said he didn't care that much. Showed up the Monster Cup, knew he couldn't win. Kind of rode around. You know, nothing impressive at the Monster Cup. And I'm not judging on that, but, like, if you judge RV on the Monster Cup a little bit, eh, let's, let's, let's look at Reedy and say he was just okay. He didn't do his lockdown in California. Um, there was some track rain out problems. He went to, he went to Florida. Is that, and I'm, again, this is the glass half empty thing, and I'm not saying I buy into it, but is there anything there if you were to say all that as to why he could have a poor season and poor meaning, you know, a fifth place or something? <laughs> um, if you would ask me this in October from what I saw, yeah. I would be really nervous. <laughs> and I, I was nervous. I almost, I almost told him, like, a, hey, you it, probably it, shouldn't race. There was an intervention being scheduled? No, I just thought – I just didn't think he was really ready for U.S. Open at all. And I think – or Monster Cup. He didn't either. Um, but he wanted to get out there and see where he was at and work the bike out and all that stuff. Um, but having seen him ride last week, it was a very different person than the last time I saw him ride. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think he made big strides – Okay. You know, racing in Australia, and then, I mean, he's had, you know, three months. Wow, and that's another thing, though. The last time he went to Aussie, uh, you know, he does let loose there a little bit and hang out, and he went there before the Cowie days, and we saw how that went. And, again, uh, glass half empty guy, he, he he went there again for three weeks, and, you know, Lars probably hooked up with 800 chicks, and and he was probably relaxing with his family. And, all, like, you know, so another reason that I didn't even bring up as to why things could go south. I don't think so. I think he was a business trip. Okay. Okay. I mean, he went he went there to race. He raced uh, three times. Yeah. And his whole team was there. They were testing. I mean. Okay. It wasn't uh wasn't a vacation. I mean, he was he was there to work. And, and like I said, I I was I couldn't agree with you more if we were having this conversation two yeah. or three months ago. Right. But now I watched him ride last week, and he looked like he was where he needed to be. 
Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And and yeah, you would know, but then again, you also also biggest Chad Reed cheerleader. No, no, out there. I didn't say he's right. going to go out and win the title or win ten races. I right. just said I'm not nervous anymore. You know about him doing well. That's all. Uh, I think if there were anybody else, it'd be something to worry about. I just feel like he's automatic. Like he just knows exactly what he needs to. It's like Peyton Manning coming back in the NFL this year. Yeah, there are physical problems, but right. he just knows how to do it. He just knows. He's just autopilot. I know how to win football games. Exactly. Listen, at eighty percent strength or however old I am, who cares? I know how to win these games. Like we to- we rode together the week of Monster Cup, and I'm telling you, this is the honest truth. And I've probably never said this more than I've only said this a few times in my life. We weren't very far off each other, <laughs> right? And that's when I kind of told him, I'm like, you know, are you sure you want to do this? And then when I watched him ride, you know, race that Monster Cup, he was twenty or thirty percent better, right? You know, when it came time when it came time to go, and he was out there with his peers. Yeah. So yeah, and the, and the improvements I've seen since then on the same track that we were riding then. No, I'm not concerned. Are you saying you're not a peer of his? Well, you're talking about people you're worried about when the gate drops. Well, the gate drops same time for you as it does him. <laughs> well, I'm just saying. For, okay, Ryan Dungey's not worried <laughs> about me when the gate drops. I'm not worried about you know. Uh, right, I know. Um, Bill Thompson from Muncie, Indiana, that I've never heard of when the gate drops. Same, same uh, principle. Yeah, uh, we. I think that was a good analogy with the Peyton Manning thing. He's just going to get it done. It's just going to happen. I'm I'm not gonna write the dude off. No way. Like, I've got a few tweets about, hey, you know, his time is over or something, and I'm just like, I would never ever say that about Chad Reed. Um, he may not win the title, but yeah, I think he's gonna win some races. Plural, you know. Yeah, I think he'll be right there. I think he'll be right there, like he always is. And then it's just, you know, where the cards happen to fall. But he'll be right in the hunt. And then any of these weirdo things, like JT was saying. Uh could tip it, let's, but he's got the potential to be there. Let's tackle the Honda guys. Canard uh, and Barsha, JT, who who does better? Are we, we talking about points at the end of the yeah, year? Yeah, yeah. Let's just talk about points. Let's let's talk about race wins and points. Uh, well, well, that's a different story. Points well, at the end of the year, I'll take Barsha. Okay. Um, but I think I think Canard's going to be really good. I just he he hasn't shown that he can finish a whole season yet. Yeah. I'm not saying that's his fault. Like, the deal with last year was not his fault in any way. Mm-hmm. But it's still, you know, when you look at if he finished the season or not, it's still relevant. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I don't know. The, the, honestly, I'll tell you, the biggest thing I'm excited about this year is how many people are capable of winning. That's the coolest thing. We went for so many years where there was two, maybe three guys that you thought could win. Mm-hmm. Now we have, what, six or seven that are – Every weekend are legitimate. Like you wouldn't be, you wouldn't be overly shocked if any of them won on any given weekend. Would you? And be, oh, sorry. Go ahead. I don't think we've had that since you know the mid '80s. Well, the RC, MC, and Timmy days, anyways. Right. Exactly. Yeah, yeah that's a good point. But uh, um, when you're talking multiple guys in the five, six, seven range that could win a race, and you wouldn't freak out. That's what twenty years in the making, maybe. Well, let's let's tackle that. Uh, can Weimer win, JT? Can Brayton win? I don't know if they can win as okay. deep as it is this year. All right, so those and, aren't the guys you're talking about then. What you're talking about no. is, uh, are you talking about Wyndham? Can Wyndham win? I don't know. I, if it wasn't so deep, yes. But as deep well, as it is right now. I'm trying to get to the right bottom now, of these dudes no. that you're saying can win. Who, who are you saying can win? RV. Yes. Dungy. Yes. Barsha. Yes. Chad. Yes. Stewart. Yes. Kennard. Six. 
Six guys. Okay. Okay. All right. Weege, do you agree with that? Yeah, I do. And 2011, that's the proof. Like, it pretty much happened. Like, we had a season that was that good. Yeah. Maybe it was four instead of six. Or, sorry, it's five instead of six. But either way, you'll take that every season if you could get it. Can, can Wyndham win? I think Wyndham is an opportunist. And as JT was getting at, this field is so deep. Will the opportunity be there? You yeah. could tell last year. Guys were starting to go out. The door was starting to open up. He was starting to feel it. Here it comes. Yeah. But when it's not there, Wyndham, yeah. Wyndham doesn't respond. Yeah. It's yeah. The way he's always been. If no one gets hurt, I, I don't see him grabbing right. a whole shot of winning, taking off of the race. I'll, t- I'll throw this in there, too. I think at the East Coast rounds, I would not be shocked if Tomac won a race. Really? I wouldn't be shocked. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but if you told me, oh, Tomac Hall shot it in one Indy, okay, yeah. I can buy that. Does Canari win? No. Okay. But he is a triple. He, does, <laughs> he, he is a triple. Uh, Chisholm. Can Chisholm win? No. Okay. Um, what about uh, – uh, We know Tomac's racing a 450 for sure. That's, I think that's he's trying to, yeah. I, I don't know. I, I think if, um, if he gets his way, he to. will be. It, I think yeah. it depends on how he's how he's doing in the points, or maybe you know, good or right. bad in the points. But I, I think he's gonna, yeah, he's gonna fight like hell to do it, right, right, JT. Um. So okay, so we covered. Actually, let's go here uh, because we have a JGR specialist on the line. Um, Weege, that's two. You. Oh, oh, sorry, yeah. Uh, let's let's go to the JGR team. What what's your thoughts, uh, Weege, on Brayton and Grant? Uh, same problem we, we're already talking about here. It's just too darn deep. Like, I feel like they've made good strides. Although it is it is bizarre. If you go back and listen to this show last year, I said it is weird that um, Stewart switches to a JGR Yamaha and everyone says, man, that's going to be awesome for him. And Brayton switches from a JGR Yamaha to factory Honda. And they're like, man, that's going to be awesome for him. Um, now Brayton is switching from Honda back to JGR. And it seems like, oh, yeah, that sounds like it'll be a pretty good fit. I mean, the Yamaha is supposed to be garbage. It's supposed to be a career-killing, lawn-darting, impossible-to-race, impossible-to-ride. But Brayton doesn't seem to affect him. I think he'll be as good as he was last year, or maybe even not quite there. But the problem is, there's going to be too many guys. I mean, last year he was in the contention for a win once or twice. I just just don't see that happening. Who's the best of the rest? Who's, you know, Weimer, Brayton, Grant? Michael Lessie, let's not forget about the Stallion, I believe. Is it a Stallion? Yep. Um, Brett Brock Tickle? Um, you know, who's the best? Canari? Okay, I need a maybe scouting report. Canari. I need a scouting report. JT, you got to recently see a Lessie in action. How was he? <laughs> well, Are you being serious? Why well, can't? I don't feel it's fair to judge <laughs> anyone off of German Supercross. <laughs> because I'm telling you right now, you can take – Really good riders to Germany, and they're, they could be a lot better than me, but guys like myself, Subarus, these guys are going to give them everything they want. Just because it's, we know, we know uh, you know, we're very familiar with that type of racing, and we have everything dialed. So, I don't know. I think he'll be much better than he was in Germany. That's for sure. Do you feel like if he jumps into the other lane, he will handle it better? <laughs> no, it's just, it's just a different type of racing. Over there, you're racing... You're so much more racing each other than you are the track. Yeah. And U.S. Supercross is racing the track. You're, um, you're worried about going fast. It's different. So nobody answered my question. Who's? I think, I'll say that. Who's going to be the Weimer best of the guys that don't be, win? 
Weimer will be really good this year. I feel he'll be much better than he was last year. Much better than last year. Okay, last year. Well, had a bunch that's of not fair because it's deeper this year. Right. You know, with all those people out, it's hard to just say to throw a blanket on it results-wise because right. the results are skewed. Sweet Jesus, though. I was. I'm looking at the points in front of me, and then I I have the guys written in ink like like Barsha and Trey. And yeah, man, it's it's nuts, right? Yeah, it doesn't. Uh, Shorty, uh, it's what not about a good Shorty? Time Nobody has here. talked about Andrew yeah. Short. Yeah. Yeah, all those guys. I I would put Weimer maybe at the very at the, maybe the top of that group. That's what I would say. If you're asking me who's the best of the rest, I'll, my my name I will pick is Weimer. I think he'll get a little bit better this year. I'm not sure if Brayton's going to get better. I'm not sure if Short's going to get better. I think Weimer right. will improve a little right. bit. Yeah, third year, third year's the magic year. I think I agree with you. I think yeah, I think I agree with you. If you're gonna maybe he's got a slight edge over Justin Brayton. Right. Yeah, slight. And yeah, s- last year I put Brayton ahead of him when we did this show. This year I would flip-flop it. You did. But you were a Jake Weimer hater last year. I actually said Weimer would be the most disappointing rider all season, so shows what I know. <laughs> did you really? You said disappointing? Well, you said who would – that right. was the question you asked. Okay. Who would disappoint? I was pumped, though, the year before I said Josh Grant, and I feel like I hit the nail on the head with Honda 2010. Well, it started, at, it started at press day for him, too, when he absolutely car-wheeled at press day. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, Seriously, though, if you look at the entry list for the 450 class, it is not a good time to be a privateer. What about Davey Millsaps? We have yeah, not even, br- you can go on we have not on even brought on. him up. I did not even bring him up till right now. He has a two-year deal. I feel like he won't be as good uh, this year. Yes? I, think, I think that Millsaps will be better than we've seen him. He got second in the series last year. Yeah, I'm talking. I'm talking, Dave. I'm not talking results. You keep throwing results at you can't right. I know. look at it like that because yeah. you're not racing against the same people. Right. I'm talking if you ghosted both of them, put them on you know the same track at the same time, one against the other. I think he will. He is going to be really good this year. Hmm. What do you feel about? How do you feel about Davey? Like it? Well, that team is new, and they're not. The team is new to that class, and that is not a factory team. So we'll see. He's the only guy on the 450. So I, I put a little question mark there to just see how well they get on it. But there's got to be a big advantage for him where, I mean, he came into the last two years. I'm pretty sure he came in the last two years thinking even in his own mind that he was going to suck. And I think he surprised himself last year. Like, wait a minute, I can still do this. I'm feeling good. I can get back in the hunt. How many pounds has he lost, do you think? Yeah, I mean. Minimum 40. Oh. <laughs> If you total up all the weight he has lost right. going into it's at least five people, he's also the guy that when you when he has a small injury, it's broken or fractured. You know, you know, like it's and never, doing jumping jacks. It's never bruised. Um, yeah, he has a high ankle sprain. How'd you get it? Uh, jumping jacks. Yeah, you know how he did get it, right? Wakeboarding, right? No, just jumping off a boat. Oh, same difference. Yeah, yeah, same thing. Jumping jacks um, off a boat. <laughs> not sure. Not 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 clear. It's that time again. Thanks for listening to the Racer X podcast show brought to you by BTOsports.com, presented by Thor MX. I appreciate it. Don't forget to click on the Amazon banner on PulpMX.com to help out PulpMX.com. We appreciate it. Listen to these commercials. Buy from these sponsors. Thank you for listening. See you on the other side.
Thanks for listening to the BTOsports.com podcast show. Please don't forget that BTO is the world leader in aftermarket motocross parts for the bike car body. You'll find deals like a Shoei VFXW helmet for $309.99, 45% off, or Smith Piston goggles for $32.99, 65% off. Your order can be shipped at anywhere in the USA for free. Or if you're not in the USA, we ship worldwide. Check it out at BTOsports.com. Championship proven. Many motocross apparel brands make that claim, but only Thor can back it up. As America's first motocross apparel brand, Thor has set the standard for delivering the highest quality performance racewear on the market for the past 45 years. With champions like Ryan Villapoto, Blake Baggett, and Dean Wilson, to name a few, our products truly are championship proven. To see all the new 2013 products, visit ThorMX.com or head to your local Thor Parts Unlimited dealer. Thor, the official racewear of Supercross. JT Racing USA is back to reestablish its deep roots in the motocross industry with an all-new, innovative line of racewear and casual wear. While bringing many of JT's strongest design elements from its golden years back to life, the racewear is constructed with the highest grade material on the market and has a technological fit, feel, and function that is sure to raise the bar in how motocross gear is being built. JT has relaunched itself back into motocross with the Pro Tour jersey, classic pants, lifeline, and flex field gloves in eight colorways with an assortment of men's and women's casual wear to add to its collection. By redefining the meaning of airflow, JT has incorporated its airline system technology into this collection and have launched their all-new ALS2 helmet in seven colorways to complete the rebirth of the brand. The wait is over. I really feel like... I feel like if you you take someone who who feels like they're actually in a good situation instead of a situation they didn't want to be in, that's a that's a big plus. And I feel like he's there. I don't feel like he wanted to be where he was before. I think he almost just that was all that he could do. And now he got to make his own decision on the bike he wanted and the situation he wanted. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like we're in for a little bit of a Davy Millsaps letdown. That's what oh. you, I I was kind of the opposite. You just disagreed. <laughs> oh, sorry. Because, JT, you're saying he's comfortable where he is, and that's going to help. But, Mathis, you're saying he's comfortable where he is, that's going to hurt. Oh. It's going to make him complacent. Is yeah. that where we're going with this? Sorry, they had Raider highlights on the on the oh. TV screen. Those are those are not highlights, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> um, what about Brock Tickle? Why, why again? What about RCH is Brock Tickle? Too much talk. Too much hype on Tickle, I feel. You can look at the results from last year. They were not good. Um, now, I know it was his first year, and he said he never rode like himself. And if he could just have released himself from the pressure, he would have ridden so much better. But even in the depleted field, he didn't even have a very good result. So I say yeah. um, TBA on Tickle. I, I, I have not seen anything from him on a 415 Supercross that makes me think that he's at the Weimer level. But I think that's where most people are thinking he is right now. But I don't know no, if that. I, do you think people think that? Yeah, I think they throw him in the same group. Like, okay, he's not a guy that's going to win races, but he could be right uh, there. Top no, odd. no, no. He, people forget he had an incredible outdoor season, but uh, exactly. people forget his Supercross exactly. was, you know, not strong. How do you feel, JT? Point. I think he's going to be pretty good, to be honest with you. I think oh, at the so end of Supercross, he started be, to come on. You and Wygant will have he was a, riding pretty well. Duel, a duel at dawn between you and Wygant. Well, I, I don't want to fight Wygant over it. I, I just think he's going to be... <laughs> Okay. It's gonna be pretty good. Uh really? So what's pretty good though? What I mean 
I think uh, well, like, Wigan's saying that you don't think you can lump him in with that group, and I think you will be able to. No, I, I agree with Wigan. I'm on Wigan's side. Okay. Yeah, I don't. I don't think so. I think he's getting too much. The outdoor memories and the oh, he's hooked up with RC is overvaluing him. I think. Um. So what about Josh Hill? I've been hearing great things about Hill lately. That's for sure. But I mean, how, how could you put solid money on a guy in that? who's been through that kind of hell the last two years. I mean, the guy we think Kennard has had a bad, Hill's been barely able to get on the track at all. If Hill if Hill rides all year and just finishes top 20 in the points, that's a yeah. success. Yeah. I mean, JT, do you, do you think, can he get back to anything resembling his old form? Do I think that he's going to be on the podium and leading for 12 laps or something? No. No, but does no. he – I just hope that he can find success where he is satisfied because he's he's had a long road. Right. I just don't know between the amount of time that's passed and how deep it is now. I don't know that he's going to get back there. Right. But, you know, I, I hope that he, you know, right. basically everybody at the end of the day has to look themselves in the mirror and you know whether you're satisfied with how you're riding or not. That that's all I really would wish for him. I just don't think that he's you know going to be winning races, which is where he was. Yeah, you, know, you know we haven't. Uh, I, I I we haven't talked about Matt Gurkey, JT. I mean, this is. I mean, again, it's so deep. But can Matt do anything? Um, he. I think he's in that in the third tier. He's going to be in that third tier. Going to be a Chisholm There's tier. There's like that first Chis- six Chisholm tier. Then, yeah, then that Weimer Brayton. Josh Grant, you know, group that, you know, whoever else you want to lump in there, Tickle, I say yes, you guys say no. Unicorn, the, or Stallion? Yeah, Stallion's in that group as well. Then I think there's a third tier that is, that Gurkey's going to be a part of, and they're going to be in the main event every time, but... Chisholm, Canari, Gurkey. Yeah, exactly, that, uh, that group. And it's just going to be difficult to get results that people are going to be excited about for them because it's so deep. They could be riding great, and Albertson, they're still going to come close. out with like a you know a fourteenth, right? And everybody's going to be like, "Damn, you got fourteenth? That's not good." But oh. yeah. <laughs> little do they know, they were hauling ass out there. Hmm. Uh, Blows and Albertson, right? Same same group, third tier. I don't know. I don't think that they're going to be in that third tier. Oh, I think the third wow. tier is going to be pretty good. <laughs> where where would yeah. Jason Thomas go in that in that tier? Uh, hey, I that's I retired. I retired, so I didn't have to find the tier. Did you retire? Because the only or did tier I would quit? find would be coming out of my eyes. Did you retire or did you quit? Oh, I definitely quit. Yeah, Red Dog's uh, famous theory that uh, if you have to work after you quit motocross, you didn't retire; you just quit. He repealed that, though. I know. I saw that on Twitter. I couldn't believe it. Yeah. Um, that was his lifelong theory. He hung to that. Okay, so shorty. Uh, let's let's tackle him. Is he second tier? Second tier though. He's second tier. Okay. Yep. He's been third yeah, in points okay. like twelve times. No, I know, I know. He's but... going to be second tier. Okay, second tier. It would be crazy to say that like Brayton Weimer are way ahead of short. Yes. No, I, they're I not. They're no, just not. I don't think they are. So biggest. Yeah. You can't even you can't even find a series where that's ever been true. Um, right. So does, no, he's definitely in second tier. Does Hanny do anything? Is he racing? Uh, Eric Johnson says he is. Yeah. I'm going to need more than that. Okay. <laughs> I don't think I, – I think that's all we can give you. Uh, Weston Pike? Is Weston 
Pike will be in that third tier from what I've seen out of him, and I've been around him a lot lately. He's going to be in that third tier. Really? He's riding really well. Yeah, I mean, look at his results, too. It's not like I have to go out on a limb. What's he riding now? Do we know? Can you update people on Weston Pike? I don't even know. What's he doing? He's riding a Suzuki 450. By himself? Pretty much. I mean, just, uh, yeah. you know, out of, I think maybe like team, uh, Ted Parks' motorhome or something. He's, oh. his, own, his own deal. Right, he's on some sort of team. Yeah, yeah. I mean, his own program, though. It's all his stuff. Huh, interesting. Did you know that, Wygant? We actually had an uh, interview with uh, a guy who helped sponsor him about a month or so ago. You should check it out. Did he say that in the interview? Oh. No, we didn't have an interview with Pike. We had an interview with the guy who was helping oh. that oh. thing together. It was actually, believe it or not, a message board in Southern California that put some money together because they, they're Team. good friends with his dad. Team Gus? No, no, that's no it's his own. Oh. I can't remember the name of it here. Who Pro. rides for Team Gus? Who's a Gus member? Do we know anyone? I don't know of any particular. We can just pick random names out of the entry list. Is want. Jeff Loop still around? I feel like he'd be a Gus guy. Loop is on the entry list. Jeff Loop actually plays for the Denver Nuggets now. <laughs> Probably. Should. I would like to get a picture of Loop and JT standing next to each other. <laughs> there, there's not a camera lens that big enough. A good, good point. Um, how does – okay. Um Who's the biggest surprise this year? Get, not, never mind who's the biggest surprise. Here's a better, here's a better uh, thing. Who? No, no, it's better than that. Even give me a prediction that blows everybody away that happens this year. Why again? Give me something that happens in a race, in the series, whatever um, that that blows us all away. Uh, I got a little scared with the scattering report we had coming out of Germany, but I think that Michael Essie is going to do a lot better than people are expecting this year. It's like the inverse opposite. For every action, there's a reaction of Tickle. Where Tickle's outdoor season and the hookup with the new team and everything, I think has given him too much hype. Uh-huh. I think Alessi's horrible Supercross seasons of the past mean that his good season outdoors, people just completely write that off when Supercross starts. Mm-hmm. But I think he actually was pretty good last year. It was a huge improvement last year. He got much, much better than the year before when he was struggling to make mains and the year before that when he elected to not even race Supercross. So he already got better last year. Then I think he really built some confidence in himself and his team and felt like he belonged again outdoors. And Monster Cup, he was really good. And I know that that track lends itself to Alessi because it doesn't have whoops, et cetera, et cetera. But there were moments in that race where Alessi was battling Dungey, and I don't care what kind of Supercross track it is, that wasn't to be expected a year earlier. So I think Alessi's going to get a lot better. I think he will surprise people. <laughs> now, does that mean he's going to win a race? No, but no. I think the standards that people have in their mind for Alessi are very low, and I think he will exceed those by a J- big margin. JT, this is coming from the man who said, quote-unquote, I'm starting to come around to Tony Alessi's line of thinking. <laughs> <laughs> True. So, True. like, yeah, it's Halloween, I think. You ever, <laughs> you ever seen the movie The Thing? Have you guys seen that? It it takes control of you. It morphs into you. <laughs> I feel like Tony has morphed into Wycat. I feel like they've combined their brains. Um, well, it's no coincidence that Mike's great year indoors uh, happened right when he switched to the gear that has propelled many Supercross champions over the years. I'm not sure that's it. Right. Um, exactly. Uh JT. What about the vision? Well, he may or may not use X-brand goggles. Frames. No, no, no. It's, 
Okay, wait. If he doesn't have a goggle picked out by a week before the season, I'm starting to wonder about the Oh, oh program. no, this year. Um, yeah, yeah, he's back back on the program. Um, JT, how oh, do you he's feel? Back on. All right, how okay. do you feel about about Wagans? Surprise prediction. Um, I'll plead the fifth on that. I'm gonna pick. Um, <laughs> I will take my surprise. Will be Martin Davos winning his first race. Okay, that's two fifties. Okay. Well, you said pick a surprise. I picked one. Okay. Well, that doesn't really fit with the show. We've covered everybody in the four fifty. I'm pretty just much. asking you for a surprise prediction. Could be anything. Does surprise the, prediction. Does Dallas Supercross um, get rained out? Like just something like that. <laughs> you know. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Come back to me. Come back. Because I had it all picked out with Davos, and then you kiboshed it. Okay. My prediction, my, my, uh, my prediction is Kyle Chisholm rebounds in a big way. Back on the Yamaha. Hungry again. He can ride the Yamaha. He's a, I'd say he gets top five in a race, top ten in the series. Big rebound year for Kyle Chisholm. You watch. Okay, my surprise will be um, Justin Brayton in the mix. Um, well, we already determined he was kind of in the mix. Well, I mean, I, I don't feel that he was really there last year. I felt like he he took a step back last year from where he was. He challenged RV at a couple of races. Eh. <laughs> wow. Defined challenge. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Wait a minute. He led up a lot of laps like a couple weeks in, for a couple weeks in a row. He was like. Well, if anyone can beat Villapoto, it's going to have to be Brayton. Like that's pretty yeah. good. But but the thing I think you guys are overlooking is that when there's only one guy you're even mildly concerned about, you kind of ride down to the competition a little bit. I, I feel like I feel like if you throw out if you threw Reed or or Dungey out there in those races, you would Brayton wouldn't have seen RV. Well, regardless, though, I mean, you said he wasn't in the mix, and we're saying he was in the mix. And at the, at the first few races, when when the field was stacked, he was not in the mix. No, he actually was, was literally not. not in the mix at one of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he didn't make a main. I think at LA. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay, uh, give me one disappointment. Why can't give me somebody who's uh, not going to live up to the hype? Tickle. I mean, is that you, you kind of? Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. going to go with tickle, and and my definition of that isn't like the guys. Just not going to make mains, and it's going to be right. not retired, but quitting right. in six months. But um, like I said, I think that he's been penciled in at a spot that he hasn't gotten to yet. He could get there, but mm-hmm. I don't. I don't think it's there yet. What do you think, uh, JT? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> well, thank you for coming on. Thanks for coming on. Yeah. Uh, drawing blank. I, I think uh, uh, someone said one of you two guys said something about Josh Grant. I think JT, you did, and I, I feel like he, I feel like him on that bike, uh, he will, you know, he, that's one of the reasons he wanted to leave the team in the first place. Um, he was not happy with the bike; he didn't like it, and we've already established that some guys like it, some guys don't. And I feel like he's back on that team, back on that bike, and I don't have him anywhere in that second tier. I have him in that third tier. I feel like Josh Grant will struggle this year. Really? Yeah, he's a, he's a second tier guy. Win. Okay, he's well, a second tier. You know, I mean, hey, whatever. Yeah. I'll come back with my, my official opinion that he's a second-tier guy. He's just too talented to be in the third tier. Okay. So, there you go. can you give us your, your disappointment, JT? My disappointment will be 
I don't think Hanson, and I don't think Hanson counts. <laughs> like I don't think that or Stroop. You know that doesn't count either. Uh, <laughs> True. I'm just, I'm just, you know, you can't say That's that. Awesome. Just throw that in there. Wow, well, I just, God bless him, Stroop. I think the disappointment will be the triples of 2012. Uh, it's not gonna, it's not gonna be good. The trip. The the uh, triples as a whole, that group that you are okay. so fond of as yes. the triples. Yes. 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 I think will struggle this year with the deep field. Canary, Chisholm, it's going to be Pike, a rough year for the triple. Canary, Chisholm, Pike, uh, Gerke, those guys. Yeah, right. Um, and of course, you know, barring injury, everything could change. Who knows? But yes, going on the field as it is, right? Uh, yeah, it's just going to be tough. You're going to see, as we always see at the beginning of the years when they're stacked like this, dudes are going to be not making mains. Surprising dudes are going to be not making mains. No. Adrian Peterson's going to finish nine yards short of I know, the all-time, I just saw that. Of the all-time record. Yeah, I see them kicking, and he's just on the sidelines. Just that sucks. Nine yards. Think about and all we, the times in the season where you could have got nine more yards, right? Some holding call or something, you know? If this wasn't for the playoffs, you'd almost have to just go for it. Well, I think they're down to ten, so, yeah, you'd have to, like, yeah, you'd have to give him the ball and just see if he could break it. Anyways, um, oh, by the way, condolences on the Giants, Weege, the G-men. Yeah, I was holding out hope for potentially a terrorist attack in the Redskins-Cowboys game, which would eliminate both teams from the field, and then <laughs> yeah. third place would get in. It was, just, right. it was the only choice I, chance I had. Right. Um, At least the Michael Vick era ended on a strong note. What, 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 is the, um, what is the best race of the year, JT? What's the best race uh, as, of the series? Like, which one – do you feel is just an awesome going to be an awesome race? Going to be good? Uh, A one, Vegas, St. Louis. What, what? Oh, he missed it. No, nope, he didn't. Sorry. Oh. Um, I feel that man. I'm excited for A one. I really am. I, I there's just oh, yeah. so if many he, guys this year, and if he missed everybody the kick, healthy it went and to over, if he good. missed the kick, it would have went to overtime, and there's your nine yards. Right. Yeah, they screwed him over, even though they're fighting for their playoff lives. <laughs> they should have just it shanked happen. it. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Or did a fake. Yeah. Should have shanked it. Had him run it in. Okay. Anyways, A1, a- though. A1, JT. I think A1's yeah. going to be – I don't know how the race will turn out. That's, you know, that's impossible to predict. Right. But it's going to be exciting. I, if you, if anyone's not excited for A1 mm-hmm. this year, then you're in, you're in the wrong sport. Check your pulse. Yeah. Exactly. What do you think, Weech? Round three is always the best race of the year. Doesn't oh, yeah. matter where they're holding it. Hold it in Anaheim. Hold it in Dodger Stadium. Whatever. It'll, it's going to be good. Uh, I didn't know this. Last year, Reed won. There wasn't even a battle. Here's <laughs> <laughs> the reason round three usually works. Hey, there's always going to be statistical anomalies out there. But the reason round three is the best of the year is because the first two races, guys are a little nervous. They're still figuring their thing out. By the third round, things are a little more dialed in, but no one has given up yet either. So and I think it's the round three is the perfect storm. And here's the negative for round one, uh, Thomas, and you know this, track generally sucks. It, it, it's pretty basic. Guys have told me they design it basic. They don't throw much in there because it's, you know, round one. They don't want to haul a bunch of dudes off uh, in the meat wagon. And, by the way, that should be an interesting thing to watch this year, track design. I know the guys had a meeting. You know, what's getting our guys hurt? Is it the tracks? And they've, they've looked at different things. So let's keep an eye on that as we go forward. But, JT, uh, the track A1 usually leaves something to be desired. 
Yeah, but that that doesn't necessarily mean the race is going to suck. That could lend to better racing. Yeah, but still. <laughs> Remember last year at round one, I mean, Villapoto absolutely destroyed everyone, and it was pretty scary to see that, thinking, man, this is going to be a great year, what happened? And then quickly, the field leveled, and you had four winners in four races, and as I'm saying, I think round one is just a weirdo anomaly. As, as much as we want to see it be the battle, it needs to me, it takes a few weeks to, to really build. Two. Uh, a couple weeks, meaning two. We did have four ra- winners in four races. You're right. Stewart won uh, in Oakland, round four. Um, well, you didn't get the 17 Feld press releases that week? Uh, I guess not. <laughs> I guess I didn't. What about... Uh, parody, parody, parody. NFL-level parody. They love to trot out stats that only that, only since they started running Supercross. That's their stat counting. All the old set races never count. They don't really ever really acknowledge those too much. I don't, well, I don't agree with that. Ah, uh, you know, 2006, best season ever. And clearly, it the... Uh, 85 series had the guys closer in the points than the, than 06, the last the, the top three guys. That's in any sport, though. There's In college football, every year, there are at least three game of the centuries. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, building the hype. What about, going, what about leaving New Orleans and going to Minneapolis, gentlemen? First of all, you cannot – in 2006, Carmichael and Reed were tied going into the final race of the year. They were tied in points going into the final race of the year. So tell me how it was possible for another year to actually be closer than that. Because they, they, were tied. they said the, the, the gap between the top three guys had never been that close. And then but it the had only been, race they Lachine... actually did say, they didn't even say that in 06. What they really said that was when they hung 15 banners from the stadium in Vegas in, in 11. But it's a coin flip if you want to say that another yeah. season was better than okay. 2011. Well, I prefer the other coin side. Um, it is. That is not dissing the past. That is like, man, I, you could easily make the case that 2011 was as good as any other year. Perhaps. Yeah. Perhaps. What about ditching New Orleans and going to Minneapolis? Why again? How do you feel about that? It's going to be colder. I feel like Minneapolis has gotten screwed year in and year out. I feel like usually when they have the race there, it goes pretty well. They should just be on the schedule all the time. Um, well, the after parties will be worse, no doubt. That's yeah, very sure key. That's a factor in what they're. The, no well, doubt it will be. No, JT can back me up. There were some lean years in Minneapolis um, after MC, before they left. The, they used to sell that thing out. I've never, I don't know if I've ever heard a stadium louder, huh, huh, JT, than when McGrath would win. Like, that place was insane. But, yeah, it was. I always felt that they did well attendance-wise. Maybe not. I don't, I don't have the numbers yeah, in front of me. Yeah, I think but. it dropped off pretty good. I remember <laughs> the last time we were there. I remember two things about the race. Uh, the last time we were there, the t- not, weren't we there two years ago? Oh nine. Okay. Oh eight. Oh eight. Okay. Before yeah. then, like when we were a, when it was a staple for many years, I remember two things. One, there was a buffet in the press box, so that was awesome. And two, the crowd wasn't very good. I was like, ooh, ooh, wow. You know, like you know, you just sort of know going from week to week. But no matter what, the crowd would be better than New Orleans. There's no doubt about that. See, I yeah. always thought that I thought that Pontiac had dropped off a lot, but I thought that Minneapolis was still doing well. Maybe not. No, but I think it. I think it did well in '09 when we went back. You know, oh wait, but oh wait, yeah, whenever. Right, and then it got the shaft again. Then I just feel it, yeah. like right. Minneapolis keeps getting the short end of the stick. Just put the race there and be done with it. Right. Did did the the snow falling through the roof have any effect on us going there, or they had already decided before that? Does anyone know? Uh, I would think they already decided, but I, I don't really know. Um, I think that happened well after 08. 
it? Yeah, I think so. But it's still, I mean, we decided to go back there this year. I didn't know if there was a plan before that to go back. We we don't see enough jerseys tucked into jeans in Indy and St. Louis. I, I, dis, I disagree. So we'll need to see more jeans. There is a plethora. No, I know. We don't see enough. So we'll need to oh, see more. Okay. You know, like we see a lot, but with the addition of Minneapolis, I feel like that will put it over the edge for jerseys tucked in jeans. It is a nice bonus. Yes. Also, too, the old jerseys. Like a lot of guys dig out their old race, their own personal old yeah. jerseys. You guys wait themselves, like not not my vintage McGrath Villeman no, jersey. No, no, like... I feel like yeah, they will just run an old Thor jersey from yeah, the closet. one they raced in the weekend before. Yeah, yeah, and maybe it is an 07 model. Yeah, yeah, maybe I just uh, you know. But having said that, how about the pits in like Indy and St. Louis and and all that? Like they're packed, not Atlanta packed, but they're packed. No, they're not well, packed because they're closed pits, but. Uh, St. Louis coming out. St. Louis wasn't. But India and Minneapolis are. Indy, I remember a time when Indy was open, JT. Perhaps you but, remember those halls. Well, I'm talking about this decade. Well, oh, yeah, I guess that would have been the old arena or the old stadium. That yeah. would have been um, Lucas, not Lucas Oil, the other one, RCA. RCA Dome. Right, those ones were packed. You're right, Lucas has always been closed now, right? Has it yeah. ever been open yeah. for Lucas? No. So. Poor people. Yeah. I remember one time I got free tickets for somebody in Minneapolis and the pits were closed. Remember, we all pitted down that, down there, JT? Yep. And they were so pissed at me. And I got them free tickets, and I'm like, yeah, sorry. But you said it was pit passes. Yeah, I didn't know how they were doing it here, so sorry. <laughs> yeah, but you said it was pit passes. We can't get into the pits. Uh, okay, sorry. <coughs> I mean, I don't know what you, what you want me to tell you. So, The Supercross schedule makers, I think, have seen the success of Atlanta, and they are bound and determined to figure out how to have another southeastern race that works. But what I notice is when you go to Atlanta and you go to Indy, which are as successful as any two races on the tour nowadays, the massive glut of people in the Northeast who do not have a Supercross to go to pick one of those or both to go to. A massive part of the Atlanta Indy crowd is not from Indy or Atlanta. You think Atlanta so? Atlanta is yeah. driving distance from oh, of all course. the they're... people in the Northeast that don't have a race to go to. You yeah, think? they're regional events. Really? Yeah, you think? They're oh, absolutely I, regional events. Uh, I, I don't know. Every person I know that races GNCC from Ohio goes to those two races. Oh, okay. Yeah, all of Florida goes to Atlanta. Ohio, but it's the closest. Yeah, how far is it to, to go to Atlanta? For, uh, for, like, Florida people, it's anywhere from four to seven yeah. hours. But seriously, every motocross fan I know or a person I grew up racing or anyone goes okay. to Atlanta. Well, let me tell you. Let me, let, me, let me hit you back, though. Why didn't they go when it was Tampa and Orlando? They did. Uh, but, right? but they're not drawing from North Carolina, South Carolina, right. Virginia, Kentucky. Those races suck balls. Yeah, it's just too far. You're drawing only from Florida. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, it's a regional event for Atlanta. Yeah. Right. So I think I think they think, okay, we have 70,000 Supercross fans living in the state of Georgia. Clearly they'll just drive down to Florida also, or maybe they'll drive over to New Orleans. But in reality, no, the people went to Atlanta they drove 10 hours to get there. They're not going to do it again to drive 14 when they can go to Indy that's closer. And you know what else is starting to creep up there? What race started out bad and is really starting to every year oh, yeah. get a little bit bigger? Oh, yeah. You know it. Oh, yeah. Oh, Canada. Toronto. Oh, Canada. It's good. Yep. It's good. I love know. Toronto. That race is awesome. Yeah. But, it, yeah. but it wasn't awesome for many years as far as teams, fans, and uh, – yeah. and, and, um, it's, it's great now. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think that's what they're missing. The Southeast race might be the big one, but that doesn't necessarily mean it's only fans from the Southeast. Can, it, oh. You have like 
30% of the American population that doesn't have a Supercross near it. So what about Toronto? Are they drawing Ohio, do you feel? Is that what's happening? Are they getting more people from Ohio and, and Michigan and all that? I, I would have to guess. Like, I, I don't have the same every person I know from Ohio I see at that race. But the numbers, it just seems strange to me. Like, do you really think that it's because – Canada was not interested and then suddenly got interested, or the people in the U.S. No. were like, hey, you know what? Toronto. I've heard Toronto isn't as hard to get in and out of as I thought. Toronto's I heard it wasn't as cold as I thought. Yeah. I heard the border wasn't as hard as I thought. Let's try it. Toronto's super diversified, and there's no way they're drawing like any more Canadians. There's no chance. Like, like Right. How could the growth be coming from that? They're not. I, I really believe they're drawing the same amount of Canadians they always draw you know, every year. Yeah. So, yep. um, what, can, we, can we just all agree on Daytona being the worst one of the year to go to? No way. Why would it be the worst one? Ah, how, where do you start? Uh, you can't go anywhere, sit and watch the races. The passes are different. Um, the, the passes are different. Yeah, yeah. What is that? that so di- passes being different makes it because the worst I, race of the year. As a media guy, I cannot get anywhere to watch the race. I am screwed. I, I cannot For get... For all the media people listening to this podcast, cry, <laughs> crying a river. Well, I'm just saying, like, I mean, it's the worst one for, for me, myself, to go to. It's, it sucks. Arguably the best weather. Uh, bike week bike week is pretty cool it's in a very historic different kind of venue not anymore one, you know one off well, what <laughs> i should say not anymore it, it, the track is just a supercross track it is a supercross as supercross can be i said venue not track i, I, I realize like, that it's but... inside a speedway nah. it has a lot of Guess unique what? features Charlotte, Charlotte that if no one had ever too. gone before i think that they would think it's pretty cool i agree i tell people too uh, as a matter of fact james Lissamore, the photographer guy i know I said, hey, we've got to get you Daytona. If you've never been, you've got to go. I you just said it was the worst race of the year. For me, yes, it is. I've been there a, a, over a dozen times, and it sucks balls. You, your pass can't get you anywhere. You can't watch from anywhere. So you, you, you have no you Wi-Fi gotta, you gotta anywhere. You've got to pick one side here. You can't tell somebody, hey, man, you've got to check this race out. And then also in the same sentence say, this is the worst race ever. Yeah, I can. That doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I just did. Um, Why well, can't you agree with me or no? On which point? Why you're you're Why on both Gant? sides of the spectrum. Why again? Do you agree with me? <laughs> yeah, I don't even know where to go. I do think like the track and the viewing and all that stuff is the worst. And let's be honest, when does Daytona, besides just epic mutters, which are just random, when does it actually have an unbelievable race? I think the track is just so weird and different and gnarly. It doesn't lead to good racing. 2005 Daytona. Okay, okay good, good job. Seven, seven years ago. They have good job. one in like 10 years. Yeah. The race with the race with Jay Law was pretty awesome too. No, um, he he led for a while and then Reed eventually got him and that was the end. You can't tell me that race wasn't exciting. And Timmy should have cut the track like he did. God damn, Timmy! Well, yeah, it was exciting. Stewart crashed in the first turn and was riding around with a Ben Visor. But I'm saying like it doesn't lend itself to like passing each other back and forth and duels down to the last lap and who's going to win this one? Just about never. Okay, 2005, so one out of the last 15 years. But that said, if you want to go to a race just to see something, get hammered, see what Bike Week is all about. I think it's like the race itself has almost nothing to do with why you should go to Daytona. Daytona 92. Look it up. Stan and Bradshaw. All right, so we've got two in the last 20 years. Looking good. It's just, it's just you can't get anywhere. You can't. The guards are Nazis. You can't see anything. That is a ridiculous you, reason I mean, on a podcast to say that a race sucks. Expensive flights, expensive hotels. You've got to drive oh a long time in the morning. To get, yeah, because I mean, Toronto's really cheap. Toronto's all right. Toronto's okay. 
I'm, compared to what? I've, I've no issues with Toronto. I, I pay for all my hotels. JT, when's the last time you paid for? You anything? have to change your money. They have loonies and toonies. Well, they, yeah. have, they have royal mounted horses downtown, just trampling people. Okay. Well, they have the loose moose and they have street meat. Street meat is good. <laughs> people on Why the street think the street that street Chad is a bad well, word. Uh, Why can't loves the street meat? Because it's cheap. It's, it's cheap, cheap, but it's good. Yeah. No, listen. They can't pronounce the okay. word about. Okay, so who's what's the worst race of the year? And 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 that's all subjective. But do you guys have another one? Do you? I mean, is there one that comes to mind? I don't think Oakland's that great. Okay. I thought San Francisco was awesome, mm-hmm. but Oakland is just not in a great part of town. Yeah, I'll give you that. It's got the Raiders though. I like. I, I didn't mean it as as far as the Raiders at all. I just think it's, as far as. Like where right. you have to go, it's no. it's not that. It's the worst press awesome. box by far. Why can't right? Would you? Oh, oh here we go. What, what? You... <laughs> Listen, it's the same thing. Like if I pick, if I pick things based on what's good for the media, that's not the point of what people are listening. Well, it's to all show. our. It's the only thing you have to go on for the basis, you know. Well, in that case, then we know what race we make fun of the most. What's the race that we say that people have the least interest in? St. Louis. We always say, oh, you'll see all the media out there at Anaheim 1, 2, and 3, and Phoenix, and everybody's you pumped up. You can see the MSA guys. Gets to St. Louis, nobody cares. But going to those pits in St. Louis, the fans sure care. I like they St. Louis. they get a good crowd there, too. I think St. Louis is great. Great dirt. I think uh, it's awesome. It's one of the best. I know it's one of the rider favorites. Press box, for is, sure. press box is a little high, but uh, it's so okay. That's what I'm saying. If you take the press angle out, it's actually an awesome race. But if we're describing it only by the things okay. that affect us, okay. which is like 0.01% of the people that care, okay. well, it sucks. T- taking the press out of it, Daytona sucks. It's expensive to go because I've had to buy tickets for people. It's got shitty viewing. Okay, You're sitting on a, on a speedway or up in uh, uh, 200 feet away behind a barbed wire fence. Uh, traffic is horrendous to and from the track and getting out of the track. Uh, you have to stay a long way away unless you're a millionaire. Okay, so where? I, I, there we go. There's all normal people problems. Where does um, where does Salt Lake City? Um, well, Matrix. What? I think Salt Lake's pretty cool. I I like the city itself. It cool. The the weather has been horrid almost every time we go there. But I'm not the one out there on the track, huh, JT? I'm not the one that's uh, screwing up rhythm sections, but making it work for them well the when it snowed two years ago yeah i won the last chance and it was you know obviously raining and snowing and whatever so i was just soaked when i went back to the truck i changed gloves went back to the line and i remember sitting on the line next to ryan clark and it was literally like coming down so hard in this like sleet yeah that you couldn't see and, and my mechanic was trying to hold the umbrella over me and I just just forget it. Like let's, we're in this moment right now, which we are never going to forget racing in this. Just get the umbrella out of here, and I'm just going to suck it up, and I'm going to take everything it's got to throw at me. And it was just like all in my eyes. I couldn't see. I was soaked. It was awesome. It was just like no fighting. And it was one of those things where I was just like, all right, you want to rain? You want to snow? Forget it. Let's just do it. And then I, you know, went on from there and rode around in like 18th. But you said you were lined up next to Clark. Was this 98? Or oh wait, <laughs> what, what year? This was 2011. Um. Anyways, okay, so there, there's my reason for Daytona. I just, uh, yeah, I skipped it last year, and by the sounds of it, I, I, you know, it was good because of the because of the mud race, but it's just not. One a f- year, I recall you were in the bleachers with Timmy, and then I think you texted me during the race said we're just going to drive back to Timmy's house and watch the. Watch no, the no, 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 no. Timmy was already home. Oh. He never. I don't think he even went to the race. I was up there getting rained on. I had no umbrella. 
I had no friends either. Like I was by myself sitting there in the stands and I'm like, you know what? F it. And I left. Yeah. And I, I left for the main event and I watched it on the main event on back at Red Dogs on the DVR. So that place just sucks. I mean, but you have to go. You, you need to go one time. Although I think that the track is, I loved it with the old way, the old way, not in the middle of the day. I, I think the night thing is better, huh, JT? But the, um, the track used to be better. I like the old school track better. Just it was so different. I think you're wrong on every count. So <laughs> there's nothing I made a good point on. Well, I think it's it's difficult to find somewhere to stay because of Bike Week. I'll give you that. Um, and it's expensive. Yeah, traffic, whatever, because of Bike expensive. Week. But and Bike it's... Week has been really down because of the economy. So traffic's not even really an issue anymore. Um, but I, I don't know. I think it's cool. I think it's such a unique historical event that's different it adds character and flavor to the series i just i think it's cool says, says the guy from florida yeah yeah okay all well, right try to argue with me about toronto i'll fight you to the death i i just right. pumped toronto up i know it's I'm one just, of my favorite ones i'm just saying you're a little biased in this situation not really i just pumped up your race i'm being objective okay all right anything else is this it can we go I think you've just stumbled upon a great story about how each race has Developed its own little uh, individual feel. Yeah, why don't we do something on Racer X? It's probably a little late now. We should we should have done that where we take each venue and talk about uh, hotels and restaurants and getting to the track and yeah, right, dirt dirt quality and we should we should have done that. Why don't we do like that a, online? Like a Fromer's Guide to the National yeah. or the, to the Supercrosses. Yeah, yeah, why don't we do Every that Every race online? has a feel to it. Like some of their down some are downtown, right. and and you know San Diego has that. 1970s style where we build a stadium away from everything so we can just have massive parking lots and other ones don't even have like St. Louis doesn't even have parking lots you get to park on the street and get your car robbed I got lost uh, in the bowels of Jack Murphy Stadium not the bowels of Jack Murphy himself just the stadium Qualcomm? <laughs> um, yeah Qualcomm now and I was in some equipment room where some like 1980s uh, bench press material and exercise bikes were and it was all dusty and I, I ended up I fought my way through girders and tarps, and I popped out on the floor. If you're in the press box, bottom left, where the press box is, Wygant. I just I know exactly. I did pretty much the same thing. You did? Yeah, I popped out on the floor like, ah! I used this, this, this weird, bizarre road warrior type of feel underneath there. Uh, back when I used to have the host of pot, uh, the, uh, uh, press conferences after the race, when you asked the same question that everybody wanted to ask? Yeah, and then they banned it because no one else asked questions, although they wanted me to ask a good. You should have saw Denny told me, never make eye contact with the riders during the day. You need to be their enemy, not their friend. <laughs> and ask them the hard questions. It was awesome. And the previous webcast guy, Chad Damiani, came from WCW. He was a wrestling guy. So he liked nothing more than controversy. Like, he told me how mad David Villeman got out of him at one time, and it was like the greatest moment of his life. He's like, dude, he hated me. It was awesome. And I'm like, so this is what we're going for, huh? <laughs> Do you also, say that Ted DiBiase was the podca- the press conference guy for Supercross? <laughs> Chad Damiani. Oh, and he had Although, Virg- and he had Virgil with him with a chain around his neck. <laughs> yeah. How did that ever? How did that ever get? How did that ever get past censors and people like that? There weren't censors then. Okay. <laughs> I don't know what you just play naive. I don't understand. What do you mean? Is what is offensive about? That? <laughs> right. Okay. All right. Perfect. I don't see. <laughs> right, I don't see what you're right, talking about. Right. Um, says says sexy boy. Yeah. <laughs> you, we had much worse than that. 
Yeah, so, that is correct. They wouldn't full frontal. They wouldn't uh, the press conferences? They wouldn't yeah. even know where they were going to hold it. Like uh-huh. in the afternoon, I'd always try to have them so I could figure out where the hell to go. They would never have it figured out. So it's usually like the webcast would end, and then I'd be like, okay, I have to host a press conference, but I don't know where it is. Right. So there was always this mad scramble. You're walking like against the flow of traffic of people. They're going out of the building. You're trying to get into it. And that's, yeah, that happened one time. Same thing. I popped out, and I'm like, okay, I'm on the track now. Yeah, yeah, right. And there's just tarps and, like, trash bags and, like, tough blocks, and you're, like, fighting your way through it. Larry Brooks is out there always, like, looking at one rut, studying it. I could have swore I saw Dan Dan Fouts back there just, you know, wandering around, throwing a football around. Um, why don't we do um, that? Why don't we do that that online then? Can can we do that? And we can each pick a city or something. Yeah, why not? We should do that. Cool. JT? Yeah. You, you need, it's 17 rounds, so JT, you need to help us. All right. <laughs> that was tough. Um, man. All right, well, hopefully no one from Transworld listens to this ending of this. <laughs> Probably they, nothing to worry about. That really suck if they had their own Fromwards guide nothing coming Nothing to worry about. Uh, all right, everybody. Uh, thank you for doing the uh, BTOsports.com RacerX podcast presented by Thor MX. Jake Weimer wearing uh, – sorry, Ryan Villapoto wearing Thor MX. Um, good, good plug. Way to go. Thank you. Um, I can't even screw up the new – I even screw up the new sponsors. Um <laughs> Thank you, ThorMX. Thank you, BTOsports.com. Thank you, RacerX. Thank you, Jason Wygant and Jason Thomas for coming on. Um, I think we've figured out 2013 Supercross. We don't even probably need to hold the series. We've figured yep. it all out. Yep. Thank you. All right. See, see you guys. guys. Bye. See ya. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Steve Mathis Show. Search Pulp MX in the iTunes Store to find the more than 200-episode archive or get the Pulp MX app for your iPhone for the complete Pulp MX fix.